Hello, hello, and welcome to another Two Network Match Report with me, Adam. It's finished. Newcastle United 3, Southampton 0. Absolutely fantastic performance. Um, we scored three beautiful goals, and we really limited Southampton uh, to, to very, very few chances, and... It was just it was just a fantastic afternoon in what should have been a really, really tense encounter. Relegation six pointer and you know by by the hour mark the game was pretty much dead. It it, it, it was flat. Um we, 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 we got job done very, very early. I expected us to be nail biting up until the ninetieth minute, but 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 no. Um absolutely fantastic. I mean the, in terms of lineup I, I pretty much called, I think I called 10 out of 11 positions today because I did not expect John Joe Shelby to be starting. I thought Marino would be starting as he did against Liverpool. Um, and, 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 and let, you know, Shelby starting, that's, that's, that's a great segue into actually the first goal, um, which was scored in the first minute. And, or oh, after one minute, it was, it was um, a bit of play in the centre of the park. Perez got absolutely... <laughs> Polaxed by one of the midfielders, and Andre Mariner, uh, the the referee today, wave play on. It ball fell to Shelby's uh, feet just inside their half, and he's what he's, he's just raked a, a, a magnificent forty yard ball to towards where Kennedy is, who's taken up a much more central position, and the the the, the I can't tell you the control was unbelievable. He takes it on his shoulder. And then looks over his head because he knows where it's gone. So he sort of takes it on his shoulder, beats the defender that way, and he just he sort of slots a bobbled shot past the goalkeeper who uh, I think he had he hit a, hit a clean strike. I'm not sure it would have gone in, but it looked like from where I was sitting, it just kind of bobbled over the goalkeeper, one nil. And honestly, that 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 touch was just magnificent. It was a class apart. It was. It was one of the reasons Rafa was so intent on bringing him here because as much as I do like actually a lot of our wingers in terms of, you know, raw talent, Kennedy's got a lot and he's had a couple of quiet games away from home and I was really hoping A, that he'd start today, which he did, and B, that he'd maybe give us a performance like he did on his debut, which against Burnley, I think, where he won a penalty, he hit the post, he was very influential, influential in that game and... You know he's he's proved his he's proved his worth um, today once more. That that shoulder control is just incredible. If you haven't seen it yet, if you weren't at the game, um, definitely definitely watch match of the day or whichever outlets you like watching your football on because it is so worth watching. It is just marvelous, absolutely brilliant. And you know. <sighs> I did a I did a Southampton preview podcast for for True Faith. If you um, get over to um, on Twitter at TF Weekly Pod, you can sign up for extra podcasts there, and you can hear me chatting there. And and, and basically, what I was saying there was that you know you look at the mentality of Southampton at the moment. Yeah, they they're a squad, they're a team who probably shouldn't be where they are. But since Puel's left, or they sacked Puel, and they brought. Um, Pellegrino away and they, they really really they've just sunk like a stone and they don't seem to have the belief and last week Josh Sims the young young lad who we actually saw in the second half today really good player I, I rate him quite a lot I think he'll, he'll go into big things but 
he was getting interviewed on Match of the Day and it was almost like he was um, quite casual and quite blasé about the situation. You know, there was an interviewer was maybe saying, you know, do you think you can get out of this uh, situation that you're in, this relegation battle? And he was like, you know, yeah. It was almost like, yeah, we're Southampton. It, it felt like he didn't, not in so many words, but it felt like he said, well, they're, you know, they're too big to go down. We're confident we'll get ourselves out of this mess and stuff like that. And it just seemed to me that they were, if he's echoing the, the, the sentiments of the dressing room, then it feels like Southampton are in denial. I mean, their, their fans have travelled so long today and they've had to watch their team go down after a minute, which is, I mean, <laughs> that's always difficult. I remember going to Sheffield Wednesday years ago and we were 1-0 we down after two minutes. Um, Carboni scored that day. And, yeah, I mean, it just sets you off. On a, you know, you've spent all that time and money getting there and to sort of instantly be a deficit is it must be terrible. And towards the end of the game, they were shouting, they were booing the manager. I mean, they need to kind of, I think, boo the board for getting rid of Puel, who's now doing wonders with Leicester. They've won today. Um, fantastic result for Newcastle in that, and um, in Leicester beating uh, one of the one of our, um, I think it was West Brom, um, and they have to absolutely whitewash them in the end for one, but. It just seemed to me that there was an opportunity there to get them rattled. And what we have done and what we do every home game is that we we push hard. And I must have gone on about this so many times on these match reports, you know, gone on about how we are uh, we, we, we push hard in the first half. But, you know, it, it always seems that we don't take our chances. And the longer we don't put chances away, the opposition become more confident. And then that's when we lose games 1-0 or we, we concede late goals and... Because we don't have a lot of possession usually, well, that, before this game it was an average of under 44%. When you don't have the ball you have to chase more and maybe that makes us fatigued towards the end of the game. Whereas I knew that Southampton would have more possession away from home because they averaged about 49% away from home. We averaged about 43.8%. So I expected them to have more possession but then I, I did expect that we would do more with our possession, we would be more efficient, would be more resourceful and create more chances and in the end Southampton really didn't give us a football match, it was not a contest um, and you know, I don't mind Southampton as a club, I think they're alright but uh, you know I'm in, in a doggy dog world at the bottom of the Premier League table, you know I'll climb over anybody for Newcastle to rise up the table and that's what they've done today and you know, another counter-attack in, in, in midway through, um, sort of in the early parts of the game, and Gale found himself uh, bearing down on goal, and he had a he had a snapshot outside the box, and Perez was with him, and he was on his wrong foot, uh, Gale, and he he drove a left foot shot. He got decent enough contact, but the keeper's made quite a clean save, and you kind of think that is a that's a big chance. That is a very very big chance, and with Perez who was with him all the way. Um, Probably, if he'd passed it, Perez would have been on his right foot. Would he have scored it? I'm not sure, but he might have had more luck than than Gale on his left. But it just showed that, that you know more defensive frailties from Southampton. And that, you know, as I was just saying before, the the, the the weakened mentality of Southampton that we got them rattled in the first minute, and and that we got them to concede in the first minute minute meant that we were on the ascendancy and suddenly it just calmed everyone down in it. And after that first goal, the, the, the ground was absolutely raucous. It was fantastic atmosphere to be in and celebrating that goal and 
every time look towards the the linesman because I just expect something to go wrong. I expect things to not go as well as <laughs> they did today, which is really, really strange. On the half-hour mark, Southampton had been enjoying a lot more possession, um, starting to push us back in, 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 into our, into our defensive third. And they had a corner, which kind of came out to Lamina, who's you know, one of their, one of their be better, better performers this season and probably a higher quality player than most in that squad. And he, he went for some wild shot on the edge of the box, which, and he completely air kicked it. He missed it, swiped it. Don't know what happened. Just utterly misjudged it. Josi Perez has picked it up, and, he, and he, his movement and Gail's movement all, all, all day was very, very impressive. Very impressive. For all that Josi gets, you know, a bit of criticism for not getting enough assists or goals. And it's easy to say, well, he does just work hard. Well, he really, really did today, but in a, in a in a way that allowed us to apply pressure to Southampton in crucial areas and won us a lot of territory and won us a lot of possession. And that was, I think, that was his contribution was really important. And his contribution for the second goal in particular, which is what I'm uh, explaining now, is it w w was just fantastic. And th this this goal was, like I said at the, at the, at the start of the video, it was. It was beautiful. It was an absolutely textbook, perfect counter-attacking move. It was decisive. It was pacey, and it was intelligent, and it was clinical. I, I, I could not stop thinking about it, even at the half-time, about how perfect this goal was. So Yosi gets it on the edge of our box, past the, the, the fallen Lamina after his missed kick, and he just drives and he drives past it over the halfway line and Southampton are panicking and trying to get players back. He's got Kennedy running on his left-hand side. He doesn't play him in. Meanwhile, Gale, just coming up on the, behind him on the, on the right-hand side, is busting a lung to get in there and he's obviously given Perez a call. Perez knocks it wide to Gale. Now, in that situation, Gale of, say, Crystal Palace days probably would have shot. Pretty confident about that. I think you, in that instance, he'd had another shot before on his left foot, which he probably, you know, he had a good contact with, but on his right foot, he would have been a lot more confident. He's on the edge of the box. Southampton's struggling to get back. He's got a clean shot on goal, really. But very, very, very intelligently picks out Kennedy at the back post, who had continued his run. And Kennedy, from close range... Again, I've looked over at the linesman because I cannot believe it. And Kennedy slots it in for 2-0. And, 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 and what a half an hour. And for Gail to be able to do that, it's, it, this is Rafa Benitez coaching. This counter-attacking move. Now, we've played on the counter-attack all season. We've been working hard to be able to produce a goal of that quality on the counter-attack. It was, it was em emphatically brilliant. It was... You know, Man City score that goal, Barcelona score that goal, everyone's up and they applaud. Newcastle United just scored that goal and it, you, I, you can't fault it. You can't fault anything. The dis, all the decision-making was decisive and clinical and the finish, it just, it was a, it was a glorious move and, I, and I'm, I'm still buzzing about it now. I'm still buzzing about it. It was just superb. And of course, that, you know, that, that was kind of, that put us in, you know, driving City, give us, it gave us, two goals um, leeway and 
this advantage, if anything, almost just spurred on our defensive efforts, and and we really really did work hard defensively. You know, all game, Martin Dubravka in goal was was just plucking them out the air, and we know that Southampton are very much a crossing side, but. Th you know, we nullified that simply because of the presence of Dubravka. You know, that 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 can't be underestimated. Um Lascelles was winning loaded in the air. Dummett was unbelievable today. Paul Dummett. Um he was getting chants, he was getting claps in the corners. He was he was everywhere and his defensive contribution today, I think he was our best I think it was our best defender today. And there was a lot of good defensive performances today. He was sensational, Paul Dummett, and he definitely uh, needs a mention after today. I mean, at half time, you know, Southampton had been unable to penetrate our defence at all. We'd really held strong. And they made two substitutions, two tactical substitutions. So, so pretty, pretty much two of their best players, Lamina, who's, who's Mario Lamina, who's been a really, really impressive signing for them. Um, I think they've gone from Juventus and his passing ability, the way he you know, dictates the tempo, he, he's, he's, a, he's a really key player for them and he got taken off. And Dusan Tadic came off, who was, was sort of playing as a maybe a free role behind, maybe in a kind of Perez role, a free role behind um, Carrillo, the, um, the new signing, the, the number nine. And whether he thought, right, intelligence isn't going to be able to break them down with pass and moving, so let's just put on raw pace. So on came Shane Long, who has historically always caused Newcastle defences problems, um, especially at St James's Park, and the young Josh, Josh Sims, who I, I mentioned earlier. So the strategy for Southampton in the second half was to try and burst at us with pace and get in behind us. But we were sitting deep, and we, we, we at that point at two nil down, uh, two nil up. Sorry, two nil down. <laughs> muscle memory, force of habit. We we didn't need to commit forward too much, so we we were comfortable sitting back. You know, like we did against Man City, and we did do against um, Manchester United as well in the last home game, where we got our goal, and we just sat back and just soaked up the pressure, and 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 believed in our. And our banks of uh, of four and 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 stopping and nullifying them. And Diame was was everywhere today, breaking up play. He was he was he had a really good game. And 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 Shelby as well was 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 putting in tackles and and getting in interceptions and blocks. And you know it was that kind of defensive performance from Shelby and a, and a complete performance from Shelby that we saw against Man United that we saw today. He was he was excellent going forward. He was very influential in the middle of the park and. He got two assists as well, and you know, given that the fact that most thought he was injured, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have even made this, the bench today. To start and have an impact after a minute, and then put put on a performance like he did, he's sensational. And 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 and, and this is one of these, you know, Rafa clearly doesn't like the temperamental Shelby the. That Shelby can't trust because of discipline. But when Shelby's able to turn in performances like, I mean, against Bournemouth, he had a really, really good game. He was injured towards the end where he got criticised for Gosling's goal, even though he was tackling and he did miss that, that chance at the end, but he wasn't the only one to miss a chance. 
He had a great game against Man United. He was absolutely sensational against Man United. And today he was so so influential to us uh, to us beating Southampton today. He was brilliant. And, and what I really noticed in the first half and the second half as well, when kind of when there wasn't a pass on, instead of going backwards, and this happened, the Shelby did this a lot. We'd hook the ball up, Richie as well, we'd hook the ball up high and over, the, and, and basically knocking up high balls for Gale and Perez to run onto. Asking the question of the defenders, the Southampton defenders, who either had to head it out, or sometimes they controlled it and brought it out and we lost possession. But a lot of the time, because they were put under such intense pressure from the front two, they were making mistakes, they were heading it out of out of touch so we gained territory and we gained ground and we were able to regroup and we did this whole game and it must it must have been um, again another Benitez strategy of applying pressure to the Southampton defence so Yoshida was out so it was Stevens and um, Wesley Holt who are the Dutchman and, and, and Cedric not a lot of pace between them which is why I think Perez and Gale caused a lot of havoc Bertrand obviously has a lot of pace but he was quite quiet today, I thought, as was Redmond. And some of their key players who could have, you know, usually caused us a bit of problems didn't really turn up. And, you know, Ward-Prowse had some great deliveries. But apart from that, there wasn't much to write home about for Southampton. And, you know, in the second half, again, we just allowed Southampton to kind of tire themselves out trying to, trying to attack us. But they just couldn't find a way through. And when we did have possession, you know, the, the crowd were great. There was loads of chance going. You know, Lascelles was getting a chance. Dummett was getting a... He's one of our own chance, which I think has been a long time coming. Absolutely great to see that. And, you know, we, 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 had, we had sort of more chances on the overlap where Kennedy rushed through and, and maybe I thought he was going to shoot, but he, he played it into Perez and Stevens nearly headed into his own, into his own net in the, in, in, into the uh, second half as well. But... It was the 3-0, it was the Richie goal that basically sealed the points for us on the hour. Um, a position that was a hugely luxurious position for Newcastle to be 3-0 up, even at any stage of a football match. Um, and Shelby sort of received the ball. I think Kennedy was involved on the left. Shelby received the ball and he tried to beat his man. Um, he turned one way or the other and then tried to go again on his, to curl on his right foot. And the defender did quite well, so I think Shelby in that point, he was just hovering on the edge of the box, was, he, I think he realised he wasn't going to get a good shot away. So all he's done is just, just nudged it along. Square ball, nudged it along, Richie's waiting there. And Richie, what a hit from outside the area. Now, if you've um, read any of my articles recently, um, the last article um, I wrote about you know why Newcastle aren't scoring enough, is that we have too many shots from outside the box and actually Newcastle before this weekend had the highest percentage of their shots of their total shots from outside the box and obviously the the odds of scoring from outside the box are a lot uh, longer than they would be from inside the box as you would expect but they're significantly longer which is why most teams don't score from outside don't score most of their goals from outside the box they score from inside the box Kennedy's both goals inside the box but Richie from outside the box is just he's just lashed onto it. He's just he's just driven it. And at this point in the second half, the rain had fallen a bit. It rained overnight, so it was probably a bit skiddy the grass.
but he's just bent, he's just bent a drive and he's placed this drive bent round the goalkeeper and it's just slotted perfectly in the, into the back of the net and it's what what a hit and, and probably you know, and the, the crowd go wild and probably my, my favourite moment in the whole game was so they're all off celebrating Richie's goal meanwhile Rafa Benitez um, ever the ever the perfectionist not allowing emotions to get in the way of delivering some key tactical information to John Joe Shelby. So he calls John Joe Shelby over. So Shelby misses the misses the the celebrations in the in the in the um I think it's the southwest corner. And so Benitez is delivering some information to Shelby after Shelby's just supplied two assists. There's always more that he can do. So after he finished talking to Rafa and he's coming away and Richie comes up to him and they have a really you know, nice moment together where they are kind of having an embrace and a little chat and then a couple of words together and they're just buzzing and Shelby's quite a stoic figure and stoic character. He's quite a he's quite a mysterious guy and, and keeps himself to himself and he knows he's got issues and but he's you know, he he also knows and we also know that he's got a bag of talent and if he just channeled more performances like today, like against Man United, you know, he'd be he'd be getting in England squads easily. Because he has something that nobody else in England has in terms of midfield passing range, and just his his vision is it's 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 freakish. He, he can it's almost like you can see bird's eye view, and he had a lovely moment with Richie, and it was just heartwarming. It was really nice for for a guy like Shelby to be who's usually quite stoic to show those emotions, and when he does show those emotions, he's really impassioned. And he loves it, and, and that was just a, a great little moment. So after that, you know, Southampton tried to push forward, but you know, I the game really did um, die out at that point. Southampton weren't getting back into it. They had a few more corners. In fact, like cross cross wise, they put in about twenty odd crosses in the game, like twenty four crosses. And Newcastle's was about nine. That was a difference in the way that we played, and they just. They had a couple of chances, but no, they just didn't manage it. Dubravka made a good low save uh, from a Carrillo, um, tried to turn it in on the, on the six-yard line, um, but Lascelles was there tackling. But they just didn't. They just didn't. Just didn't give us enough of of, of uh, enough problems to be able to claw the way back into the game. I think the third goal really mentally killed them off, and the second half was strangely casual. Whereas, as I mentioned earlier, I thought it, I thought it was going to be a very nervy ending um, to what was a very crucial game for both teams. So, as I said, the Southampton um, manager Pellegrino was getting was getting booed for, by the own travelling fans, who, in fairness to the Southampton fans, were chanting, um, you know, tongue in cheek chants about how they can't score, which. Fair play to them. They've come. They've come the breadth, you know, so sort of the length of the country, and they've had to, you know, they've had to watch that. They've had to watch a complete capitulation and a result that leaves them in a very, very precarious position. Um, in terms of players and and and, and, and sort of individual performances, I'll probably so Kennedy obviously scored two great goals, um, finished off an amazing move, and created one out of individual brilliance after an amazing. Assist from Shelby. Dummett, I thought, was really, really good today. About best defender. Diarmi broke up play very, very well. Did a very, I guess, um, unsung job in the in the middle of the park again. 
and he was very, very important for us. Dubravka was plucking balls out. He missed one, and he missed another where it sort of he tried to throw it out and it slipped out of his hand, and they nearly scored um, from it. But but ultimately, you know, ninety five percent of those crosses and Dubravka was it was like he had Velcro gloves. He was he was really really good. Um, Lascelles again put in another sterling performance, but. I'm going to have to say Shelby for man, man of the match. I know Kennedy scored the two goals, but Shelby's two assists. And I think to have that influence made the, made the difference for us. And we saw that after a minute of the game, of him starting. Had he not started, we wouldn't have scored that first goal and it might have been completely different. Kennedy did fantastic. And, and, and as we know, you know, he kind of burned out a bit towards the end um, when he came off um, for Atsu. But... Shelby for me was hugely, hugely influential for us, and he gets my man of the match. Um, but you know, looking, at it, it, it's been a fantastic day really for um, results. So if we have a look, um, Everton beat Br uh, Brighton two 0 which is great. I mean, I know Brighton are pretty much out of it at the minute, but it just it just pulls them back in to a position where we can. Hopefully, get ahead of them. You know, um, Huddersfield, Swansea. I would have, I would have wanted a draw. Had I could, I choose. Huddersfield, Swansea drew nil nil, which is absolutely fantastic. Perfect for Newcastle. Um, Newcastle three, Southampton nil is pretty much a perfect result for Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, West Brom one, Leicester four, as I alluded to before. West Brom gone. Have to have been gone. Pardew's down. They're they're just in a terrible place right now. Burnley 3, West Ham 0 at the London, so that West Ham 0, Burnley 3, so West Ham have an absolute pasting as well. And that's a really, really important few results for us. Um, Crystal Palace are currently, as we stand, I'm just finding this out right now, um, brilliant. Oh, it's 2-0. <laughs> You heard it here first, or you're probably watching it anyway, but that's 2-0. William and Martin Kelly with an own goal. Brilliant. So we could probably write Crystal Palace off as well. Um, wow, that, that was a nice surprise. So we've got Bournemouth away to Tottenham, but to be honest, I think it's more about the teams sort of below. But, but you know, Bournemouth are, are just ahead of us, so that's if, 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 if we can beat again or just at least not win, that'll be excellent. So as it stands, Newcastle in 13th position. Um, on 32 points, we are four points off top of the table, which is uh, sorry, top of the table. Watford in 10th on 36, so we're you know we're, we're getting close to the realms of amassing a points total, which other teams in previous Premier League seasons have survived on. People survived, I think, on 34, 35 points, and we're only a win away from that. So, you know, Huddersfield next. We've got a huge break ahead of us, but Huddersfield next. I kind of said before if. Four points out of the next two home games, so we've got three already. I think f even a draw against Huddersfield's canny, but a win, I think, pretty much seals our survival because I don't think we'll lose every single game from till the end of the season. I think we'll pick up a couple of draws, and even a couple, you know, another win with a couple of draws puts us on like thirty-seven, and I think that's I think that's enough with with it being so tight this season. I don't think we'll need that many points to survive so things are looking really really rosy at the minute that's eight um wins now eight draws in in 30 games 
goal difference. We've rose through the oh, we've rose up the table of the the goal difference table. So we're on minus ten now, which is equal to Bournemouth, um, which is the joint best in the whole of the bottom half of the table. Now, Benitez gets criticised apparently for his negative tactics, even though he's literally just being resourceful with the <laughs> with the limited players that we do have. He's getting the best out of them and. Goal difference in our league is worth an extra point. So that's absolutely huge. So table-wise, we're looking really rosy as it stands, although Palace might come out of this. Stoke still have to play this week as well. But as it stands, we are five points clear of the relegation zone, which is massive. We're currently 12 points clear of Alan Pardew's West Bromwich Albion. How nice does that sound? That's music to my ears. As was the chanting today, honestly, I absolutely loved the atmosphere today. We needed to back the lads today and granted, a goal in the first minute always helps. Being 2-0 up after half an hour always helps. Being 3-0 up after an hour always helps. But I thought the chanting and the, the positivity around the players and we were applauding all of our players instead of getting on their backs just fantastic. What a day to be a Newcastle United supporter. Results have gone our way. It's looking rosy. We've got a lot of time now to prepare for the Huddersfield game. The last time we needed it, we had a big game against Huddersfield was in the Championship last year. When it was a must-win during that week that we needed to we played Brighton and Huddersfield away and we got two results. It was probably the best the defining week of our of our championship season. We got another big big game against Huddersfield who only managed to draw against Swansea today. So for us to um, for us to get through against Huddersfield, you know, we're we're ahead of them now by a point. Um, but our goal difference is fifteen better than them. You know, this is we've just quietly gone about our business while other teams are getting tonked. Rafa Benitez has been sensible and pragmatic and that's why we are where we are. And that's why it looks like at the moment He's going to keep a, new, a very, very average Newcastle United side in the Premier League on a shoestring transfer budget simply by galvanising, organising defensively and coaching our players to score on the break like we did today in what was just... Just, just watch it. Just watch it. It was, it, was a fun, it was an unbelievable goal. Unbelievable goal. And all the goals today were beautiful. So I think that's about it. Um, I've, I've ranted on for long enough, but I'm just buzzing. The adrenaline's still going. Um, thanks ever so much for watching or for listening. If you're listening on a podcast, um, please subscribe and tell your friends about if you've enjoyed the video. If you like these match reports, if you've got any questions you want me to answer, please get them in the, the, the comments below. I do try and get to, to respond to pretty much everything. Um, and I really appreciate it. Um, when people try and engage with me because it's it's what I, it's what I do it for I love I love chatting f football I love chatting Newcastle and it's I, I love getting into debates and seeing what other people think because even if you disagree with me I want to hear from you because you know it's not just my opinion that's valid everyone's opinion is valid providing it's not ridiculous um, <laughs> but um, yeah fantastic obviously get us followed on Twitter if you're not already at the two network and we're on Facebook at forward slash the Two Network 1892. Also, if you haven't already, 
please subscribe to the True Faith Weekly Podcast because you get to see me, you get to hear me on there. Get involved in some of the other bonus extra content for, for Patreon subscribers, which is £5 a month. But head over to at TF Weekly Pod on Twitter and you find out all the details for that. So you can see more of me. You, know, you might be sick of me, but you can hear more of me on there as well. And some great, some great pods by the other guys as well for your Newcastle fix. Right, I'm going to go now. I'm buzzing. 3-0 Newcastle United. What a day. And what a performance. What a result. Rafa Benitez, you're amazing. Kennedy, what a legend. Shelby ran the show. Thanks, everybody. I've been Adam of the Toon Network. Bye-bye.